a, I suppose, a clamour in a way for better leadership, better education, better training development within our fresh food sectors. If you compare us to other sectors, say like engineering, uh, they are the, the, the pinnacle of this whole area of development. And we've got a long way to go. And that's one reason why we, uh, Beanstalk, and a number of our, our partners are very keen to promote this whole aspect of leadership, mentorship, um, uh, training, development, and also uh, coaching. Just as an aside, we're working with the AHDB to set up a, a leadership um, interview series where we're going to be having leaders from inside the sector and outside the sector to talk to us so that we can influence people in a, in a very positive manner. But what I thought would uh, be really good is to get um, a couple of expert trainers on the mentoring coaching side and also someone who uh, currently is an expert on the ground um, so to speak so we're just going to bring them in in, in a minute but let's just give you a bit of dialogue um, a bit of background to the broadcast especially for those on the on the podcast mentoring is to support and encourage people to manage their own learning in order that they may maximize their potential develop their skills improve their performance and become the person they want to be for many, coaching is a life-changing experience that dramatically improves the individual's outlook on work and life while improving leadership skills. Coaching helps people tap into their potential, unlocking sources of creativity and productivity. Is there a shortfall of both mentoring and coaching within the fresh food sectors in the UK and internationally? We believe so. We want to look to make a difference and encourage people to investigate both mentoring and coaching by listening to our real world experts. So should we invite them in? Ladies, could you all come in, please? Where I'm really excited about um, these individuals, as I, as I said on, the, on, on my preamble, is that we've got, these three individuals have got so much experience, and not only in the UK, and also on an international basis, but let us find out who they are. Beverly, could you just introduce yourself and who you represent? Hi, Max. Um, I'm Beverly Dixon. I'm the Group HR Director at G's. And we grow salad and vegetables for all the UK supermarkets, lots in Europe and many internationally. And we, I have 8,000 colleagues at any one time somewhere across the group. Well, and, and Beverly, I always use a quote I think you gave me uh, a number of years back. In, in your um, previous career, in your illustrious career, um, you were with, uh, with BT, British Telecom. Um, and I remember you saying that um, you attended a, a lecture with uh, one of your colleagues where they stated that um, trying to communicate within a team of over 500 is so difficult. And especially so if it is split into, into different units, different business units in the UK, mm -hmm. let alone on an international basis. And 8,000 colleagues, you've got spread in the likes of America, UK, Senegal, um, Spain. So it's your job an easy job, Beverly. It's a great job. I feel very <laughs> privileged to be able to do it. And uh, it keeps me busy. Let's say that. Excellent. Thank you. Ashley, who are you and who do you represent? Thanks, Matt. Um, so I'm the founder of More Happy, which is a coaching program. Uh, we make coaching affordable and accessible to all. And we work with clients ranging from small and mighty ones through to massive corporations and examples that you would all be aware of. We've got HelloFresh, Minor Figures, the Oat Milk brand, Prime Minister. It's working with a lot of companies right now. Fantastic. And we must just say that so through, through um, a, a bit of coincidence with my background, Ashley is wearing a lovely summery dress that's a, that matches <laughs> the, the, the Beanstalk colour. So we're, we're going to make you, what, what's the word I'm looking for, Ashley? We're going to make you our influencer, our influencer of choice. So that means I've got to pay you lots of money to, to be on, a, on our broadcast ongoing uh, to, wear, to wear that top. Thank you. <laughs> Jackie. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Great to have you on one of our broadcasts again. Good. Uh, thank you. So I represent um, Viridis Associates. So I set Viridis up in 2019, but before that I had spent 25 years in fresh produce and fresh food across a number of roles, sort of starting in commercial and then latterly in leadership management and leadership roles. And I guess casually and informally have coached and mentored people over the years and have been mentored and coached over the years, um, but decided in 2019 to uh, train as a coach and a mentor in order to support talent across all industries. It's not just produce and fresh food. And have uh, yeah had a number of, of clients um, across a number of sectors. So that's who I am. Thanks. Uh, oh, and, and again, everyone, this is where it's such a fascinating conversation with them, um, with Jackie, who I know well, Beverly, who I know well, because they got real life industry experience in this whole whole subject. And it's going to be fascinating to hear from um, Ashley on 
on the, this business that she's created uh, more more happy. So w- what we're going to do is I'm just going to have a conversation with um, with Beverly um, initially, and then we're going to find out more about um, Ashley uh, in the respect of the coaching that she does, and then uh, Jackie, and then we're going to go into a quick fast-paced Q&A. So if you've got any questions that you'd like to present to um, any of us, feel free to uh, load up the chat bar now, or if you've got my number, WhatsApp me, and we'll come to those at the, at the end. So, so Jackie, Ashley, um, if you could just turn off your videos. Um, Beverly... Oh, I, 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 you, you, you swerved my question uh, in the respect of um, is it a hard job that you've got? It's always said in, in business that the best thing about running a business is employing people. And the worst, uh, the worst thing about running a business is employing people. With, with how, how do you, with, within the likes of G's, and if it's okay to mention numbers, you're somewhere around half a billion pound turnover on, a, on an international basis. How, how do you actually, on a nuts and bolts basis, coach mentor um everyone from a ceo to to uh, your, your fantastic people in the fields picking how, how how do you you and your team do it um yeah so I, it is a big challenge max and i think um certainly now where we've got different generations working with us everyone different um you know different age groups actually require a different level of support so if we're looking at some of the people in their early careers, which is a big part of the role, because obviously we need to attract young people, those in their early careers, develop them throughout the career so that we've got people ready for succession. And we know the challenge with the Gen Zs is that by all accounts, they're going to have 17 jobs in their yeah. lifetime. Yeah. So we know we're not going to be able to keep them for the whole lifetime, but if we can keep them for more than one of those roles by moving them and coaching them and supporting them throughout their early career, then of course we will do. It will be it'll be better for us in the long run because obviously um, we'll, we'll we'll connect for longer. Um, but how do we go about doing it? Well, Jackie kind of mentioned it. There's um, there's a lot of informal mentoring going on as well as formal mentoring and coaching. So within our leadership development programs, we train all of our management, whether at first line management and above, on coaching and how to coach for success. So it it doesn't kind of turn all those people into coaching professionals, but what it does do is give them the skills so that they can, on an informal basis, help their teams and we do that through their kind of their annual or more regular um, feedback sessions. And then and then we've got the formal mentoring. So um, I'll go back to the people in their early careers. Those with those talented people that we've recruited and that we identify as future talent all have a formal mentor program. Um, which will last for six or seven sessions unless the mentee and the mentor would like to keep it going for longer. Um, the responsibility is on the mentee to set the sessions up and, and you know, decide how and where the sessions take place. But we've got, we've got many, many of my colleagues with lots of experience are all prepared to invest in, 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 um, in those people and support them and give their time to do it. I, I love your expression, coaching coaching for success. I was, I was debating as to um, whether I brought this into the conversation, but we're aware of a, of a particular company, and obviously won't be as indiscreet to, to, to name them, um, of uh, um, a, a, um, a, a chap in his, his uh, late 40s who feels that the best way to, to lead his team is to go down um, and shout at everyone, um, rule, rule by fear. Um, and he does that because that was the way that he was taught when he was, uh, first went into business. But, but, but what he's not aware of is, is the, the negativity that it's creating in that it's um, uh, forcing people out of the business because they don't want to be uh, associated with him. It, it, that's obviously completely wrong. On, on coaching, is there is there a fine line in the respect of, of having an arm around people, but also being positive with them, being, being firm with them to make sure that they are going in, in, the, in the right direction, that they, they are developing? Because, so, again, that must be a very difficult aspect to teach. I think there's um, I think we need to differentiate between the coaching and the mentoring and the coaching yeah, is about, you know, helping people to kind of solve the issues that they that they're wanting to resolve so that they can learn and then do it themselves in the future. So the skill there is to be able to ask the right questions, 
get people and encourage people to think through their options and to think through how they're going to make that choice and what they need to put in place to be able to deliver it so they'll be able to repeat that process so that's 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 a kind of a particular style so I wouldn't expect anybody to be particularly hard um, on on a person who's going through that it would just be a, a case of asking maybe more challenging questions yeah. on the mentoring that's somebody who's providing real um kind of profession they've got the same professional expertise as the person that they're mentoring it, that's the way we set it up anyway and in which case they are there to guide and and question but it, but again it is you know it is just a guide i um, I think one of the most helpful things actually about a mentoring scheme, which you wouldn't expect, is upwards mentoring. So often if you're mentoring someone who's of a different generation to yourself, you learn so much from them. So at that point, they would say, well, you know, that's not very helpful um, because at that, you will have built that relationship. Otherwise, it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be a successful mentoring relationship. But there's a lot to learn from upwards mentoring, too. I quite like that aspect. And, and it's uh, fascinating the bit that uh, you mentioned about Generation Z. So just mm-hmm. to reiterate uh, what Beverly was saying, that in their life lifetime, especially with the the gig economy um, and people potentially being on uh, on contract work and happy to be on contract work, that they'll potentially have anywhere between sixteen and, and twenty jobs uh, mm-hmm. from uh, when they leave apprenticeship or university or or, or school mm-hmm. all, all the way up to um, retirement. Um, and, and Beverly, I'm getting the feeling, or no, actually, I know within within G's that so people that join um, in some respects. There's so positive, so so pleasantly surprised as to the mentoring and the coaching that that occurs within your business. But we're also picking up with them uh, some other Gen Zs that they're sort of expected. Um, that when they go in for, for interview, um, instead of the potential employer interviewing the potential employee, it's actually the other way around. Uh, what benefits will I get? Um, what, what is my progression? Will I get a mentor? Will I get will, will I get a coach? Do, do you think that's a, a healthy thing uh, for, for Gen Zs to be to be promoting, to be pushing? Um, I think it's an important thing because because I, I find um, the the Gen Zs are really interested in purpose. And I think it's yeah. kind of our job, the more experienced people, to help them align their job role and what it is that they're coming to do with their personal purpose and what the business is all about. So um, it's you know helping them do that translation and really understand how it connects with, with purpose. Because as we know, if you can get that right within any kind of mentoring scheme, that you, you're really helping the person buy into the purpose and really get it aligned, yeah. then you'll get... You'll, you'll get that extra mile out of them yeah. and because they'll want to be there and they won't ever do a day's work in their life, will they? Because they'll want to be there. Exactly. And I, I hope for one, I, I know this, that's why people like to work, work for G's uh, because of that, that sort of structure and that uh, um, atmosphere that you've created. Um, so here's the, here's the question before we just move, move on to, to Ashley. Um, in this uh, last year, there's been a huge number of new food, fresh food startups in the, in the UK, as been shown by the National um, Office of, uh, of Statistics. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these uh, businesses, they'll become on to, as Ashley mentioned, the, the next Hello Fresh or the next yeah. Gusto or the next Mindful Chef or the next R- R- Riverford. Um, if, if you met a, a, a new startup and, and they asked you about, well, we're going to employ people. Um, Beverly, what would be your advice as to how we can coach them, how we can mentor them? Because there's a, this graph that does the that does the circuit on a regular basis from Cranfield University, and it basically shows that um, the more training development that you put into your team and coaching and mentoring, you get higher um, turnover and you get higher uh, profitability and you get higher staff retention. So if a, if a new business came to you and said, how do we create this magic dust in the respect of coaching and mentoring to, to, for, for our team, what, what would your advice be? So I, it, it, as a startup, I'm thinking kind of low infrastructure, got lots of other things on their mind, people obviously being one of the most important things they've got to get right. I'd encourage them to set up an informal mentoring scheme so it's not too onerous. But there's lots of collateral, and I'm sure we'll go on to talk about this, and lots of external support that you can get in terms of learning how to set up a mentoring scheme. But that just informality, I think, would just kind of create that buddy system that would kind of get people through the first few years. But I know when you started this conversation, Max, you were talking about, you know, is there a shortage of mentors around or coaches? And 
I, I don't think there is. I think what the because there's lots of business coaches, which is quite generic mentoring. You would want somebody out potentially out in that's got experience in the sector. But I think what would be great. I mean, it's certainly in the UK. That's a potential role for TIA, the Institute of Agriculture and Horticulture, to coordinate yeah. possible mentors. And I think internationally, I know I've been lucky enough to travel and kind of do study tours on leadership and development in um, different places. But certainly when I was in um, New Zealand and Australia, there's lots of women mentor groups for women in agriculture. And um, we know the successful one in, and around, in the UK works too. So the mentors are there. It's just about putting the glue together to be able to connect them. Yeah. And, and just as an aside, but it is very important when we do any conversations about mentoring or coaching, the pickup by um, ladies is, is mm. significant um, on the subject matter. The pickup by men is very poor. Mm. Um, and I, so I do do worry. I do do fear that there are people within within men within the sector who, for, for whatever reason, do not see the value of it when we all know the value, the value of it. Yeah, I think, I'd, you know, to appeal to different people and you know i i'd probably call that business coaching yeah. more, you know and that might appeal to different groups of people yeah. so if we call it to men yeah. business coaching we'll, we'll, yes. we'll get them on side well done. it's all, yeah. all about marketing beverly stay stay there Ash, ashley come in please um so, so ashley what what did you think what, what did you think to beverly's real life um examples of what what she's managed to accomplish with her team within the g's group yeah i think it's incredible and i think the more people that can access coaching across different groups um, I definitely, we've seen it more happy. It's a sort of new phenomenon, depending on what sector you're going into. And we work across all different sectors. So we've seen the, you know, some are completely open to it and some are a bit more reticent. Um, so yeah, I think it's wonderful. And I also think, yeah, the earlier people can get access to coaching, the better, because it it sets them up in a sort of way that they self-reflect and think about what they're doing. And um, it never made sense to me why people get coaching typically at the end of their career instead yeah. of at the beginning so you know when they're already successful yeah. um to me they should start straight out of university if not earlier yep uh, my I, my daughter age 17 is at a um a college at a, a cambridge and she has a coach um and i was i was so amazed by it. And it goes back to what beverly was saying about uh, generation z so they're, they're sort of so, so used to that i just go to my, my back to my bit about uh, boys about men if they're used to having a coach at that, that early age um the, the business coaching will be um easier to be to be adopted in the, in the long term uh, beverly could you just turn off your video so yeah. we can find okay. so Thank you, Beverly. Um, so Ashley, tell us more about More Happy, please. <laughs> so um, we launched um, a pilot this uh, August last year. And really the background, well, first of all, my background is in product and marketing for tech startups. And I trained to be a coach. And I just thought this is such a ludicrously unfair industry. You know, people at the top are getting coaching. Um, we all know they're not the most diverse of places. And... You know, so essentially we're giving people with opportunity more opportunity and everyone else gets nothing. And I thought this has to be solved in some way. So um, me and a bunch of other people, we created, um, we created More Happy. We launched it as a pilot to four big companies last year, Friends of the Earth being one. Wow. Um, but also tech startups, lots of different you know, requirements, different needs, different teams. And yeah, it just, what we thought was just a sort of test became the product. And we now, um, we now coach 45 companies, 1,500 people. And yeah, it's everyone ranging from, as I say, Nike to HelloFresh, down to small micro businesses, um, everything in between. We work with WeFarm, um, so yeah. And where's this all, this, where's this all going? If, if, we, if, we, if we watch you, if we follow your social, where, where would you like this to be three years, four years, five years out, please? I want everyone to have access to a coach, just the ability to have a coach whenever they need it and equal opportunity within companies. Um, wow. What we're really seeing is that there's a different, um, there's a different mindset. Companies know that they have to value their yeah. team and yeah. you know, put effort into it. They've been unable to do it until now because of the price. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so actually, let's get, get into the nuts and bolts of it. How does coaching work? It, it, it's not meant to be a motive comment, but is it similar to therapy? Um, so, so therapy is very much, I would describe it as a journey of the past. So 
you know, why do I repeat certain situations or behaviours? Um, you speak to a therapist to understand where that all came from. It could be things in life, triggers that have repeatedly come up for you. And um, coaching is much more forward viewing. So you're taking sort of what you have now as a person and working out a way forward for yourself that's unique to you. Um, people tend to, so we get feedback after every session um, that happens on our platform and they tend to describe it as invigorating, energizing, clearer thinking, overcoming obstacles that they've had to deal with for years, they've just found a way forward. So it's a, it's a much more, um, it's not to say that it's not work, but it's, it's much more lighter and yeah. You know, well it feels energizing is probably the best word. Well, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already energized. Where, where do I sign? Um, coaching, do you think coaching is more effective than training? Because I, I mentioned earlier with, with Beverly about this this graph I, I keep on going on about from Cranfield that the more, and I think it actually does say, the more training development that you put into your team, the better turnover and profitability and staff retention you're, you're seeing. Do, do you think coaching is more effective than training? I think what coaching does is it's bespoke to each person. So yeah. Training is tends to be a sort of you know one thing that's the same delivered to everyone, and different people will you know interpret it in different ways, and you know it's kind of a it's kind of a blanket approach, which is great, and there's absolutely a place for it. Where we find that coaching is more successful is if you work alongside. So, for example, if um if you put you know a group of your team on a training program, they would also use more happy coaching alongside it. So, for example, um. You've done the training, but what does it mean for you? How will you implement it? How will you more move forward with that training? So um, the, the two are powerful, but in very different ways. Excellent. And um, more happy. Firstly, what, what a great name because it's it's a bit it's a bit like um. I think of most of the, the, the training and coaching businesses I know, they all sound like a like a bunch of solicitors. It's always, always a double-barreled name. And with uh, more happy, it, it says what it says on the tin, um, doesn't it? But how how does more happy how does more happy work and how do you know it works? Okay, so everyone on your team would get unlimited access to a coach throughout the month. So it's a monthly subscription that you pay and that depends on the size of your organization. Okay, um, everyone gets their own, um, their own link to book sessions. You can get unlimited sessions on work, self, relationships, parenting and purpose. They're 45 minute sessions, so you just Come online, you find a coach that you decide you want to book with. Um, it's all automated. You're sent everything you need to get started. The session takes place. Um, it works a little bit like Uber, where at the beginning, we, um, we ask you, it's all 100% confidential, obviously, but we ask you on a scale of one to five, how are you feeling about what you're taking to the session? And afterwards, we ask, how are you feeling now? And that's our measure that we're causing some sort of shift something's happened for you and typically employees um, across the board through you know since August to now um, we see the shift they move from about two out of five to four and a half out of five wow. after a session so we know it works we also ask them to leave a testimonial for the coach um, and uh, yeah feedback for the coach so we're very much community driven so we um, the reason we're able to deliver it at such low cost because typically coaching can be you know Obviously, everybody prices it differently, but it can be hundreds per session, sometimes even thousands per session. Yeah. So um, the reason we're able to do it at low cost is that we have a community of coaches behind us who are taking part in a career accelerator. So they want to coach as much as possible to increase their confidence, their skills um, and their abilities. And they're looking for the testimonials and the feedback from the clients. So essentially, our coaches are helping the clients and the clients are helping the coaches. So you've learned some very clever tricks there from from previous successes. I'm not going to obviously compare you to anything like LinkedIn or Facebook, you picked, but it sounds like you picked up some of the main aspects. And because people are so used to that, and it's fascinating that the e-learning aspect of it as well. So rather than having to drive all the way to, into London and sit with a coach for an hour at all those costs, to be able to go in and out and, and, and get that it's wrong expression, but that top up, or, or that um, uh, in, insight on a particular subject, you, you can just see how how that would work. And what's great is, it's, as you intimated before, it's not for just the people at the top who've already made it. Oh, I'm, I'm off to see my coach. Um, yes, CEO, we'll, we'll, we'll book out the afternoon for you. Um, so this, this can be applicable for, from a junior manager all the way up to the CEO, CEO themselves. Absolutely. So we, we really say that it's intern to CEO. And 
as I say, it's such a short space of time that you can just drop in and out of it. And we have sessions during the day, evenings and weekends. So it completely you know, works for you when, it, when you need it. Okay, and uh, business-wise, I've, I've always been taught if you can be niche in a in a business sector and crowd it, um, you'll you'll then you'll then do very well. You've got such a wide client base. Um, is, is there is a reason for that? Does that work for you? It was slightly accidental, if I'm perfectly honest, because what happened is we launched with some companies, assuming that we would learn that it worked for some and didn't work for others, um, just by the nature of business, and that's how it works. And um, however, it all just took off that actually any clients that we got then referred us to their people and then more and more people came on. So we haven't even done marketing yet. We're word of mouth. So, um, well, it's been accidental. It's also been a happy accident because what we've realized that it just literally does work across any industry and yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's doing its thing. Okay. So, so got it. Now give us some examples of when a business might look to deploy more happy or, or, or a coach. I gave this, this example to Beverly about some men perhaps not being too too good um, on, on the on the takeoff. Give, give us some examples where someone might want to speak to a coach, please. Okay, so there, I mean, there's so many examples, but I'll give you the key ones that tend to come up um, repeatedly. So, um, so Brenny Brown, who's like the guru in self-development, um, she calls them FFTs. So the first word's a swear word, so I won't say it, but it's essentially around first times, yeah. okay? And we all have those first times, right? The first time we have to do a board presentation or the first time we have to present to the team or take on a new project, whatever it is. These are just consistent things that we have to get good at. So instead of just bumbling through and hoping that, you know, it kind of goes all right on the day, you could speak to a coach and work out how you want that to be. How do you want it to run? What does success look like for you? What um, what do you need to do to be successful so that it, you know, you're not just you don't just get through it, you actually nail it on the day. Yep. And it's also brilliant for bouncing back. So we don't always nail it on the day, something can go wrong. So um, often those sorts of things stick with us and you just sort of keep them going around in your head and you think, well, I'm never doing that board presentation again, that was awful. Um, or I'm never doing a podcast again, that's terrifying. But actually you can, you know, you can bounce back quicker by really understanding what went wrong, what will you do next time? Yep. And um, yeah, so it makes you a much more resilient person. But there's also things like taking on a new role for the first time. Um, we do lots of work with sort of middle managers, you know, having to navigate that. Yeah. Um, relationships, we can always be better in the workplace. Yeah. Um, so these are all workplace examples, but also, you know, we do loads of parenting. Um, you know, you can't be good at work if you're, you know, challenged at home and there's a load of stuff going on. I've had amazing parenting coaching that has just solved problems for me. You know, things that I was just consistently dealing with. I'll give you an example. Um, I have a six-year-old and trying to get out the front door every morning was a challenge. And um, so all parents will probably understand this, but, you know, she would have a meltdown. I would have a meltdown. We'd all have a meltdown. The day would start and it wasn't exactly the most positive way to get through the day. So um, I went and spoke to a parenting coach and it was so simple. It was just like, I just don't want to have that experience anymore. How do I not? And in 45 minutes, it was solved. It's never happened since. I just know how to manage that situation and you know my daughter hasn't changed but I have and I know how to respond now well so, happier days and that's, well, that's the idea that's what it's all about fantastic uh, all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint you a picture um there's um an equivalent to Beverly um, out there who's who's watching this either live or on the record on the podcast and has figuratively fallen in love with you and more happy and wants to adopt you. Um, but they're in a democracy of a, of a fresh food business and that, that's a board meeting, be, be that real or, or virtual. And uh, the, this person said, well, we've got to engage with this or, or, or engage with, the, with, with, with coaching. There's the accountant, I've got a love of accountants, sitting mm-hmm. in, the, in the corner going, well, this is gonna take up too much time and too, too much money. Um, I don't think it's worth worthwhile. What's the ROI gonna be on this? It's gonna take up too much time. Does it take a lot of time? The, these, these examples that you give, does it take up a lot of time? It doesn't take up a lot of time at all. So um, as I say, it takes no effort on the part of the company to get it set up. So all I need to know is how many you're bringing into the team. I need you to fill in a couple of forms and that's it. You're up and running. It probably takes 15 minutes max. Um, From that point, we launched to the company. And then as I say, it's up to the company as to whether they want. um, I mean, I would really urge the company to allow the team to do it in work hours because it is benefiting work yep. um, but also it can be done in the evenings and weekends and the, 
the company should be driving this, it will make so much of a difference within your company. So there you um, go. There you go. Um, and just, just final question. Um, learning developments within companies, it, is it changing? Uh, of, course, of course it is. You just look, look at what you and your colleagues have had developed in comparison to 10 years ago. But, but this is me from my naive perspective. It is, is, it, is it changing? Is coaching changing within, within businesses that you see? Yeah, I think what was amazing when we started is that everyone we spoke to, they, almost had, they were almost saying that we've always wanted this, but it's never been possible. Yeah. So I think that's why we got so much traction initially that this is a whole new thing but it, it solved so many problems for them and um, I think definitely the way the world has um, changed in the last you know year or so um, there is a, a bigger need to look after the team and to yes. provide them support especially with remote working and yeah, all, you know everybody's just yeah. working in a different way now yeah. and this is an opportunity to, to really um, think about the way that you're going to work going forward and this yeah. this is key um, also we do something where we um, we have a kite mark, which we give to companies um, that have us across the team. And it essentially says we're more happy humans. And it's a stamp. It works a bit like a B Corp, where they can then use that to advertise and bring in more talent because wow. the talent can see that you, you know, you're actually going to invest in them. Yep. And so it's like a full circle thing that we do. So I think it is changing massively. Uh, Ashley, you, you've created some magic dust here. Uh, what is fascinating that's my question earlier it's going to be fascinating to see where this goes from from here it feels like you're on a bit of a bit of a rocket ship just um actually stay there um uh, jackie can you come in please um jackie what did you think um to ashley that's, that's i want to say groundbreaking i don't think i'm far wrong am i it is and i'll yeah a little bit of a secret but i am one of ashley's coaches so um <laughs> we train together and i've been very fortunate to be part of the program and it is really really tra transformative in the in the broadest sense and Ashley's right you know one day it could be the intern who's literally just joined a company the next day the CEO we've got this wonderful system where a name arrives in your inbox you know you're going to be coaching Bob but you have no idea who Bob is you know the company Bob works for and so it's wonderful it's it's coaching in its purest form because you have mm -hmm. no specialist subject matter other than specialism of asking questions and helping people reflect so yeah it's it's genuinely such a privilege to be part of and I, I'm just so thrilled that it's got as big as it has as Ashley said who could have dreamt it would have been as big as it is and all of these companies are renewing rather than saying oh that was an interesting experiment it's just yeah. it's just way beyond that so I, yeah and, and Jackie I'm so jealous that Ashley's done this with no marketing just that's a marketer's dream isn't it it's fascinating um, Ashley, if you could just park your video, because we're going to have to catch up with, with Jackie now. So, so Jackie, we're just going to turn to mentoring. Yeah. So mentoring, it, isn't, isn't that just telling someone what to do or how to do it? Um, not really. I guess the, the difference, I mean, it's the word I've just used, really. Mentoring is, is sort of transformative. So it's helping somebody fulfill their own potential, figure stuff out for themselves, learn their way of doing it. Whereas telling, I guess, is either very factual. So it might be a training course or somebody talking about something very task related, or it's very kind of informative. So you could go on a training course. And as Ashley said earlier, actually kind of coaching and mentoring alongside training works really well. It's really powerful. But if you solely do telling, it never really fulfills the potential of the individual. It's just a receipt of information and very kind of transactional. So um, for, yeah, really great mentoring helps somebody fulfill their own potential. It's not you saying this is the way I would do it. It's actually kind of being next to someone and suggesting the way they might do it. Yeah. So do, do you think, I, I think there's some people within the sector get a bit confused between training and, and mentoring. Just bizarrely, where I'm standing below me, there's a, there's a training business that does a lot of training in, in building and construction. And it's fascinating speaking to those trainers and they are trainers they're training on health and safety do this do this don't do that don't do this but with them with with mentoring with with mentoring do you think that the it it, it can replace a training is it is it more insightful than a training course it just seems better help me um I think mentoring is, as coaching, as Beverly said earlier, mentoring is really broad. So you can have very, very specialist mentors that will, will, will support somebody with a very specialist business qualification. But most of my client, clients I'm mentoring are on skills that are, are broader. Yes, they tend to be industry or sister industry related, but it's predominantly around 
leadership, people who've just been promoted into an executive role. It could be around people management. It could be around strategic planning, sustainability, much broader kind of um, topics. And I suppose the difference really is it tends to be those more kind of holistic strategic emotional intelligence type subjects within mentoring rather than training being a little more um yeah factual book-based e-learning based yeah but the two can can sit together and i think ashley said it really succinctly you know do the training course okay now what does that mean for me and that's really powerful so some of the big training courses you go on often come with a sort of built-in mentor or coach and i think that's the most sustainable way to do it well done. And um, over the weekend, just coincidentally, um, I was, uh, I, I sort of called it the, the Red Mini conversation. Uh, you start talking about Red Minis, you see them everywhere. I was, I was thinking about this uh, broadcast about coaching and, and mentoring, picked up a paper, and there was a subject, uh, a topic in there about reverse mentoring. What, what, can you explain that, please? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Beverly mentioned it earlier with her upwards mentoring. It's, it's pretty much the same philosophy. It started life as the older generation asking the younger generation about technology because they didn't understand the internet, but it's broadened so much more now. And so actually by having this sort of reverse mentoring and calling it out, it does two things. It says to the younger generation, I value your opinion. And this piece that Beverly mentioned about the sort of flightiness of these younger generations is such that you want to hold on to them as long as you can and sort of get as much from them as, as, you, as you give to them. Um, so it says, I recognize you and your value, your, you know, your, your opinion is very valuable, but it also helps educate your current leadership and, and give them a broader kind of s- sort of sphere of, of, of and perspective. And I think what's really powerful is you start to see it now having an impact in values, in diversity and inclusion policies, sustainability, you know, it's really holding the kind of big chiefs to account. And fundamentally, I mean, we've, we've, we've sort of talked around it a lot, but, but when you start to think about the lineup in a number of board rooms at the moment, actually it helps everybody kind of up their game in terms of, of diversity and inclusion. So I think it's, 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 it's a really lovely coincidence that came about from just, we don't understand the internet to actually yeah. really shaping culture and values. Yeah, well, well done. And a, a, a bit of a swerve, mental health. Um, everyone has been under so much pressure over the over the last year and you could just feel uh, last last night when I was cleaning my car and, and listening to the radio about the extension within the UK of um of our, of our um, lockdown you could just hear the presenters like oh no it's, it's got, this mental health element issues is is is, is, is here is, is surrounding all of us is, to some degree can mentorship help mental health for sure. I think about mind reckon one in four people have some sort of mental health problem, but it's, as we all know, so, so broad and anxiety can come from a plethora of sources. So within coaching, for example, we find a lot of anxiety is dri- driven by limiting beliefs. So you're challenging your sort of belief profile within mentoring i find that a lot of that anxiety is driven around sort of in the imposter syndrome and the fear factor of am i going to be good enough am i going to fill the shoes that have just been vacated what about the politics of the boardroom so i i think that's that that's when sort of anxiety plays a role in in the in the boardroom and in in the work workplace and within peers and cohort groups so i think if you look at mental health as as anxiety generally speaking then there's definitely a part for coaching and definitely a part for mentoring but as, as Ashley said you know it isn't in any means a replacement for therapy counseling PTSD yeah. a friend of mine is a, a CBT practitioner and he sort of said actually by the time people are sort of coming to the end of their journey with something like CBT they need something like mentoring and coaching wow. that holds them in a sort of kind of safe environment but gives them that sort of power back to, to influence the, 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 the next stage of their outcome. So it's kind of helping put them back into a, a sort of whole, um, sort of wholesome state so that they can then do the next bit. So, so it can work hand in glove, but it is certainly not a replacement for, for therapy. Thank you. And, and group mentoring, I, I go back to my old training days when I, when I was a, but a wee bear um, and there would be 10, 15, 20 of us on a, on a training course, say on, on sales. Can can you do mentoring on a, on a group basis if, if a client wished to? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very different technique. So often, although a group will come together and they might be a team or they might be a group of peers from different functions, um, the, the mentoring is it's, it's normally a very effective way to way to get to the 
to the nub of some big sort of values shortcomings or a big cultural change. Maybe there's just been a, a, a merger or some sort of uh, change of ownership. And so it can be really powerful. I think the important thing to recognize though within that is that the mentoring and, and the sort of next steps are personal and are individual. So at no point are three people saying, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, they need to do that. So let's do it together. It has to be a personal journey. Going back to that kind mm-hmm. of training and mentoring um, quandary that actually for it to be really transformative it has to be individual and personal and yeah. a kind of journey of self-exploration but the amazing powerful thing about it is if you put a group of peers together or a team that perhaps aren't as high performing as you'd like the upside is they share stories they share backgrounds yeah. they really get to know each other you yeah. know it's not about everyone learning how to tie a shoelace it's actually about finding out about each other and that that's what mentoring really great mentoring is all about it's about being wholly invested in that person. So it's not just, here's a task I want you to go away and do. It's tell me about you. How did you get here? How do you think? What's your background? You know, completely immersive in, in that person and invested in that person. Yeah, well well done. Um, my, my kids occasionally uh, force me to watch The Apprentice. And uh, at, at the end, when Joe uh, blogs, Brian Adams, whoever w- wins it, um, I love the way that Lord Sugar always puts his arm around the, the winning apprenticeship contestants and says, I'm going to be your mentor. I'm going to give you a quarter of a million pounds. I'm going to be your mentor. Um, yes. Do you think mentors should be uh, larger than life characters to, to really create effect? Oh, that's a really, really good question. I mean, I, th- I think that's probably, you know, the the... the very exaggerated version of mentor and I can understand that for some people that's what a mentor is and and actually if you think about Lord Sugar he does a very good job in in getting to know the individuals a little bit you know it isn't all about the task in hand although I appreciate the series is about a number of tasks but but for me I think the question is that emotional immersion that emotional intelligence and interconnection you know I am I am invested in you I am all in and, and this is so important to millennials and the, the younger generations as well. They really want to feel valued and, and, and they're very purposeful, as Beverly said earlier. So it, it's kind of egos at the door, guys. So I suppose if you've got a Lord Sugar kind of person, there's a risk that the ego doesn't sort of get left at the door. And yeah. it is egos at the doors because it's it's you're not serving your mentee well if it's yeah. all about you. That's not yeah. what mentoring is. And just finally, before we bring Beverly and Ashley back in, um, do you think that businesses, whether it be a new startup or a well-established business or or, or younger business um, thriving through, do you think they should have uh, coaching um, deployed into their business to the point that it is as important as the internet connection, as important as the water supply, that coaching is that important? Do you think coaching is that important for businesses? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the generational thing is massive. So, you know, millennials and Gen Zs, as, as we've already talked about a, a number of times, you know, this is expected. It's it's not even just a nice to have. And as Ashley said, it should start, you know, at the entry level. It shouldn't be waiting for executive level. I mean, if I think about the sort of mentoring and coaching I've had through my career in fresh produce, it didn't start till I was at a very senior management level. And even then, some of it wasn't particularly effective. So I, I think it's, it's an absolute prerequisite. What's clear is, and, and this year's kind of really brought it home the values and culture of a business are what's going to to retain and 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 keep good talent and you know money doesn't make the world go around people do money's an enabler but people make the world go around so um that that sort of cultural and value piece for me you know you can't afford not to do it but there are ways of doing it that don't need to cost the earth and it doesn't have to be a a high profile lord sugar type person um ultimately as, as we've heard already, coaching and mentoring. It's about self-exploration, self-development, self-discovery. The person sat opposite you at the table does not need to be a high-flying ex-chairman of HSBC. They need to be somebody with empathy and, and the ability to, to ask good questions. So on that, on that basis, Jackie, could people bring you into their business to assist oh, with their coaching? Yeah. Yes, yes. And and mentoring. So I'm, I'm interestingly, we, we talked earlier and Beverly mentioned about having sort of subject matter experts. And obviously, given my background is fresh produce and fresh food, a lot of my mentoring clients have been within that sector, but not not solely because I'm coaching quite a few CEOs who want to be really good CEOs. And it isn't about the, the subject matter they're the experts on that actually they want help in strategy setting they want to understand what makes the younger generation tick how can they 
kind of cut through some of the politics in the boardroom. I'm coaching a lot of people who've just been promoted into role who just need um, that, that sort of, yeah, to overcome that kind of imposter syndrome and those limiting beliefs. So I think it's appropriate in every workplace scenario, there will be uh, you know, a few people at least who could benefit. But but equally, as one of Ashley's coaches, I would advocate for democratising coaching and making it accessible mm-hmm. to everyone because it, it shouldn't ever be solely for the, you know, top talent um, because well, what does that say to the rest of the group? Absolutely. Beverly, Ashley, could you come uh, back in, please? And and hopefully Beverly will come in. Be- Beverly, what do you think? What f- Firstly, Beverly, what do you think to, um, to, to Ashley and um, More Happy? Oh, I love the model. That's, that's it. And I think it's inspired because actually you've just made it easy to use and for people to sign up to. And I've looked on your website whilst you've been speaking and um, it's, um, it's, it's kind of really appealing. So I can see that being great use. Um, and, I, and I can see Jackie as, as one of the coaches in there, but it must be, you know, a lovely business to work with and you must get some really interesting clients. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank mm. you. Um, yeah, it's been, um, yeah, it's been a journey. But I have to also say Jackie did herself a disservice earlier. Jackie's actually one of the reasons that the whole thing kick-started. Ah. So I went at the start of, um, the start of COVID when it was all very stressful and everybody was panicking. And I had a coaching session with Jackie and I took to the session, how do I feel useful? Am I remembering this correctly, Jackie? How do I feel useful in this situation? And then a sort of 20 minute coaching session, More Happy was born. And um, yeah, three days later it launched. So um, yeah, it's um, the power of coaching. Oh. So, so, so everyone, can I just, um, I've got to put my sales, salesman's head on. Sometimes you, you, you need to close a sale five times. I could just see, because I've seen it, I've just seen this, this board scenario I, I gave um, earlier about this accountant not wanting to engage because of cost. There will be businesses out there that just can't see the benefit of coaching, mentoring. How do we persuade them that this is the way to go, um, that it might be a bit of a long burn, but the results in the long term are going to be significant. And, and just to, I've, I've got to do a talk coming up um, shortly, um, I think it's with the AHDB, to advise farmers on, on how to recruit for, for for the farms and how to retain this. And, and farmers are very difficult in, in some respects because they can be quite parochial and they're thinking, worst case, they just can't see the, the, the benefit of paying higher wages or let alone training. And, and how do we persuade people who are on the uh, area towards negativity about this whole area of mentoring or, or coaching? J- um, Jackie, you go first. Um, well, I guess the way to look at it is we're going to have kind of five generations in the workplace imminently. Um, and by 2025, I think over two thirds of the workplace are going to be millennials. So this isn't kind of just, oh, can we can't we afford it? This is going to be about attracting the best talent for your business, however long you can hold on to them. It's a bit like having kids, isn't it? You've got them for, for so long and then they go. But I think what's really important is that if you look at all of those very, very different generations and the things that motivate them differently. Um, In order to retain the best talent across all of them, the things that unite them are recognition and um, they want recognition for good work done. They want development, career development. They want to know that you're a good business and you're doing things the right way. Ideally, they want some sort of view around flexible working and and, and maybe um, the pandemic will give them that. And then they hugely value L&D. They want to be invested in. They want you to recognise their worth. And so... It, it isn't a nice to have. And I, I guess there are loads of metrics and Beverly can probably give me a better example of them, but there are loads of metrics within business around workforce engagement. And um, this one for me is, is probably the, the single biggest um, oh. engagement uh, uh, measure. Jack, Jackie, thank you. And Beverly, you, you can't tell us that it's been an easy, an easy ride within the likes of your business to persuade people on the on the on the coaching, the mentoring side. What what, what have you had to do? What what have you done when you've hit resistance? Um, so you don't get resistance from everyone. So I think there's a real positive move towards wanting coaching and mentoring. And I think, yeah, yeah. So I think kind of the seas changed. And as I say, if it's business coaching, that appeals to some people. If it's mentoring, it appeals to others. Um, so I, I, I do think there's been great success stories and uh, that's really helpful. So I think if you can get someone to talk about what they've achieved through either mentoring or coaching, that that kind of does the does the job for you. But generally speaking, I think most people are actually you know, wanting the support from a developmental point of view. 
Yeah, fascinating. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad analogy, but also a good analogy that uh, you look at health and safety, how there was no uh, huge amounts of health and safety um, criteria set up when, when I came out of the likes of Harper Adams. But now it is the norm and we're so full aware of it. Um, it, it, it feels the same now with mentoring and, and coaching that it is the norm to, to, to have it, to, to, to bring it in. So perhaps my, my question about um, people being negative um, about it, they're, they're going to be um, they're, they're going to be in the minority, not not the majority, especially with Gen Zs as they're, they're, they're coming through with the examples that um, that they, yeah. they've been given. Um, Ashley, any views on that, please? How how can we encourage people to adopt this? I mean, I would just say try it. Like you can, the, the barrier is so low now to getting started. So bring it in, and we send reports. Well, they'll now be weekly that you'll get reports with feedback and testimonials that are left by the team. And they just speak for themselves. So we get constant feed feedback, you know, this is amazing. This is, you know, thank you to my company for providing this. This has got me over major challenges. I now feel happier at work. You know, so almost you, it can't be argued that it's doing a good job. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, just to say one of our companies is Packed Coffee. They asked their team, like, what were the things that they valued most about working there? And aside from things like, you know, shares and pension, which is just, you know, standard yeah. more happy coaching came next so the fact that they're you know they they feel invested in and cared for by the company that like you can't put a price on that and you know the barriers are now no longer there wow yeah. everyone i'm just i'm just a bit uh, conscious of time because we've um um, had you for, for so long but I think it's been so so insightful what would be great from um each of you is just to get a your your view your statement as to why you think uh, mentoring and coaching is so important for individuals and, and businesses Jackie you, you got to, you got to lead please I'll go back to the words I used earlier the difference the difference being transformation and transformative work be that coaching or mentoring or business coaching whatever guys it is the the point is you know you want to take the kind of core of someone respect that be completely emotionally engaged and interested in their journey thus far and and help them on to the next bit that that they can they can become more resilient themselves and do a lot of that learning and progression themselves with your kind of guiding arm uh, around them so so i guess i would urge everyone maybe they've got 5 minutes after hearing this just to reflect on some really key people in their careers or their lives who've coached or mentored them and what they what 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 that made them feel rather than what they learned what were the factual things but actually how did I feel by that person being completely invested and immersed in my objectives and what I wanted from life and my story yeah. so far and 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 I guess just just playing out a little bit of that into the workplace you're in now is is going to have you know a ripple effect and that that's the beauty of it all the, as Ashley's described the ripple is is immense wow Ashley um, I, I think I have to repeat the words transformational, just at a human level, it's transformational, but also from a business level. So the two together are just so powerful that, yeah, it can't be argued. <laughs> That's my word, transformation. Fantastic. Beverly, go and wrap it up for us. Oh, I'd say our colleagues are the most valuable asset that a business has. And talented people that are aligned with the purpose of, of your business are so scarce so investing in them to be the best they can be and to and to retain those people and help them perform at their highest level um, is 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 to me the reason why coaching mentoring and learning and development is really important Beverly fantastic what a, what a masterclass all round so so what's the takeaways from this if you're looking for coaching within the fresh food sectors of the UK internationally go to Jackie if you want to find a unique coaching mentoring system you've got to go to Ashley and uh, I'm more happy and if you want to work for one of the best 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 produce companies in the UK and internationally go talk to Beverly everyone thank you very much hugely insightful I'd love, love to do it a, a, again I think this is a we're on a bit of a, a journey on this one so if it, okay we might call on you in six months time to to, to bring this out and see see how everyone is uh, is progressing you're a star thank you everyone Thanks, Max. Um, bye, Thank everyone. Bye-bye.